Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Speaking of events, we we did um, we did an event this past weekend, and we hope to do some more. I I would really like to focus a little bit harder on the three D printed printing community. I think that it's a a group of people that are would be easily sucked into the Austrian economic side of things too. You know, they'd see the value in that. I believe, but. What we went to this past weekend had nothing to do with 3D printing. But not for lack of trying on your part, because I did notice you bring that up with a few folks, which I I expected that libertarians would be into that, but not really that crowd, especially gun libertarians. There was a couple of gun libertarians there. Maybe, Maybe this is just me, but I'm actually more surprised by the We'll, we'll call them tech enthusiasts that are not on the 3D printing yeah. bandwagon. Both sides because of it's, that, yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. It's robotics, man. It's a robot that builds stuff out of extruded plastic. I, I do think it also is a very fragmented space. Like, it's it's not something where you can easily just walk into... A big box store and buy one right like yeah. we we gotta go to have our like center. online purchasing bias mm-hmm. and you know we will watch youtube videos and go down a rabbit hole of you know somebody who does have a million views and tells you how to start getting into this but what does that do for the guy who doesn't really live online and who just walks into Best Buy or wherever. Micro Center. That's really, I think, the only like place you can go and get one instead of just ordering one. By the way, order one. It's just easier. It's about the same price at Micro Center. Just, it's easier if they bring it to you. Well, and I think there's also uh, yet to be the Apple of 3D printing. You're right, and I don't know that it's going to go that way anytime soon because most people who are into 3D printing are into it because of the no overlords of it, you know? You can just, not just for gun stuff, but I'm talking about like a part for their paintball gun, right? The the part is like a ridiculous cost, but I can 3D print it and it works fine, you know? And I don't have to buy that part because they want to charge you $100 for this part that just took seven cents worth of extruder plastic to make, you know? Well, I think I, I do agree with you about the wanting a bit of control, but for something to hit a bit more. Yeah. Not mainstream, but let's just say like a, a broader audience. Yeah. 
No, I agree that it's going to have to do that hit more people. I just don't see it moving that direction rapidly because just the enthusiast of it that are spending all the money there are there any time that any of the sites go and uh, and let's call it um sensor available prints you know that people would design that instantly becomes the last year's printing database you know what i mean it, it could be as simple as like you know not wanting adult toys on it right like oh we're not gonna allow that anymore and now that's like last year's site everybody's going to a different one because it's not because of the toy it's like oh well they're censoring now so well and that is exactly it that's the that's the pioneer's dilemma of being on the cutting edge of these things means that you have to keep up and your average person it has no interest in saying like, oh, by the time I figured this out, I have to move websites. No, thanks. Because while there is the like control censorship, whatever piece, I think just practically what I mean by like the Apple of is not just streamlining and simplifying, but also creating an ecosystem around it. Because mm-hmm. let's say you have a, a, a printer that you can buy in any like mall in America Mm -hmm. and they also have software that you can download on, you know, your iPhone, if we're going to stick with the Apple theme and that software is like the iTunes music store or Apple music or the app store where there's, you know, a million different little pieces that you can print. Oh, do you need a, an extra washer for this common dryer thing? Do you need, this prop thing, whatever. And they'd they'd have some community pieces, but with some moderation because people would need it to be really sticky really fast. And until that comes along. I think we're far away from that mainly because the material itself that's being printed is advancing so fast that if you weren't constantly able to adjust flow rates and all this, like it, just wouldn't work you couldn't have like a setting that would just work because even the same material today you know six months from now it's going to print differently because it's going to advance that much you know what i mean the material itself is advancing extremely fast which is providing for constant adjustment And, and that's what again probably one of the reasons why people don't get into it but it's also one of the most amazing things about it is that people like you and I are advancing polymer technology more rapidly than in today's era than it's ever been advanced before. We're printing with like a corn-based plastic that just two years ago could only print a figurine and if you barely thumped it, it would shatter. And now you can print an entire MP5 out of it and go and shoot it all day long with the same corn-based plastic, but just slightly modified to perfection. And, and I do see a very clear path to the the green play here is if we can find a way to make recycling 
plastic really easy and you can, you know, just drop your water bottles or whatever in and print That's out. a strong plastic. It's hard to print with it. Like you got to have a super hot, hot end. But like people who go take like two liters and chop them up and make their own filament with it. Because you can buy filament making machines and whatnot where you do that, right? It, it's some strong shit. The water bottle plastic. Well, and I think the larger ecosystem will start balancing itself out because I I don't mean strictly speaking of like the water bottles that are out now. I'm thinking of like all of these things being interconnected of there's a trend of... Mm-hmm. There's like a trend that that emerges within printing that says like this is the plastic that's easy to recycle into printing and that becomes like the new de facto standard for like two liter bottles. I gotcha. And then, you know, the market just continues to evolve because if if it's the difference between Miller Lite and Coors Light uh, bottles at, you know, a venue or a stadium... And that stadium wants to say that they're committed to green renewables or whatever, then they go with the one that has that new trendy plastic that you can 3D print. PLA, we can make cups, but it is not dishwasher safe yet. But you can do a PTEG, which is very fairly simple to print to on any printer. And it is dishwasher safe. It does take too much heat. Like it won't melt under the heat of a dishwasher or whatever. But all that to say, not a lot of 3D printing at the event. Yeah, um, nobody nobody bit. Not a freaking so The dog listened to me when I wanted to talk about it. So for, for context, uh, Vince and I were able to attend the summer porch tour at the Nashville stop, mm-hmm. which... Technically, Bon Aqua, a bit outside of Nashville, Davidson. I think it was thirty minute drive from downtown Nashville, right from the from the keg shop. Yeah, shout out to uh, Yazoo. I don't go anywhere without bringing gifts. Bart is one of those people too, so we show up with a few kegs when we go to comedy shows. So invite us to your comedy shows. <laughs> And just to highlight that show, I, I did think the show itself was quite good and it was a good turnout. I think the crowd was had some overlap from I know I know I saw some folks that we saw there last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. The guy in the golf cart for one. He was there last year. I wouldn't call that a golf cart. You wouldn't? That like ATV? It was a golf cart. It was just, yeah, it was just modified. It's a golf cart platform. It's off-road suspension with the all the goodies. Fair point. You might be thinking that's not a golf cart because I went the other way. I, like I slammed mine, put big old wheels on it, so it looked like a donk driving down the road. Not good for off-road, by the way. But my kids can't flip it. <laughs> It's lowered. But either way, those all those folks that we saw, Andrew and Co. for hosting at the uh the AJ Theater. Um yeah. 
great event. Got to meet some cool people. It's always yeah. fun. I, I mean, last year it was fun. We had a good time. I wish we could have got it there as early as we did last year because uh, it was that early mingling was really fun the year before. And we'll try to fix that for next year. But uh, we stayed late. And of course, you know, not everybody was able to stay. So we, we had fun talking to everybody afterwards and getting to know everybody. Um, and it, it's kind of nice for our listeners that may not have this experience very often. I, I think you need to surround yourself with like-minded people when you're of our mindset, at least, again, a very social setting, at least once a year. You have to go to an event. You have to go to something because uh, it gets overwhelming to never feel like your opinions would be well received. You know what I mean? It's when you see something happening and you, you're like, oh, if I say what I think and nobody's in, you know. So just go to one of these events just for your own sanity. And not only that, for other people's. Because if you don't show up to these events, then nobody else has anybody to talk to. Yeah, and if you're anything like the people we got to interact with, you're great. So I want to see you there. Absolutely. It was... Um, it was refreshing. I I felt rejuvenated from the whole experience. I felt like the world's not going to end. There are many, many great people out there. It's, it's just something that you have to remind yourself by going to some of these, some of these events. And surprisingly, the Nashville one sucked a lot of people from other states into it. Um, it was as many places as Rob goes to do these. You would think, uh, I'll just wait till he comes to my state. But no, I was talking to people from Indiana, from from Georgia, from, of course, Kentucky. Tennessee, Kentucky. That's right. North Carolina. One guy there is from North Carolina. That was pretty neat to see. And one of them had gone to two of the events. Saw them at one place and then came to another. Uh, I think it was a fellow from Indiana. I'm not going to say his name, of course, but yeah, we don't we don't want to out yeah. any of these folks. They're right. some great, and they they know who they are. Yeah, obviously, Robbie, a very public figure. You know, Andrew and his future progeny are open about hosting these events and yeah. and are great at hosting. Um, but we obviously don't want to out anybody who might find it difficult to find work or just deal with Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So we found out you didn't get vaccinated and you're no longer invited for Turkey. What I liked about what I like about that show is we always hear, even if we're not there early enough about shooting guns and <laughs> enjoying stuff like that. And it's something that Robbie doesn't get to do often in the places he goes, the cities. And uh, it's it makes the Bon Aqua experience different than some of the other ones. Because they get to do the more, uh, let's call them 
let's call it either flyover country or southern things. <laughs> You're gonna say rural. It. Yeah, rural. Okay, I could tried to say it. I don't think I pronounced. I don't think I said it right though. R- rural. That's not an easy word for me. Yeah. I wonder, lol. It's too many L's in that word. Lol. Rural. I don't like him. I don't like those words. The way you said it made me think of that. I guess you'd call it like an audio meme that was going around. The is it Laurel or is it Yanny? Because it was like Laurel. But everyone was like, you're saying Yanny. Hmm. Do you remember that? No. Well, I know there's like a blue dress once. Or black. Ah, uh, the the blue and black versus white and gold. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a similar thing. The innocent take on that would be, isn't it funny how people hear different things or see different things? Mm-hmm. The sinister thing is, isn't it funny how it's just hammered in that there are only two options? <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day. It's the same option. So to get back to the show, Robbie's stand-up was great. And both both of their stand-ups were great. But like during the show, when they did the live podcast, there was like half of it where it was those two talking about things, right? And then they brought in... uh, Yeah, they brought Andrew up, our our host for the evening, future father. So congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) So he, he goes up and he does his, I would call it like a conspiracy corner kind of thing. Right. And, um, uh, it's about, uh, our, our main man, Bill Gates. So did you find that more entertaining or more intellectually thrilling than the other part? Or so I'm not sure how I felt like I, I feel like this, the podcast itself was better before Andrew, but then my mind started really working a lot. Like it was funnier before Andrew came up, but then the intellectual part was kind of cool too. Yeah. And I'll say that my preferences tend to lie with the nerdier things like that. Yeah. Especially having spent so much time in tech but also, I get really nerdy about the follow the money stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can just appreciate the level of research that goes into these kinds of things. <laughs> right. Um, His delivery was almost comical, which I think he was kind of feeding into that. I think he was purposely delivering in a fan- funny manner. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah, it, yeah. It it's 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 not the same kind of funny as like a a, a Robbie, but it's it's like a slow burn. I, it's like I, a deeper funny. I think I got it because I secretly nerd out all the time. So his follow the money was very um, scattered. You know, he never got he never got to his point. He just would say, "Isn't it weird that these things are happening or this thing's happening?" And I thought that was a, a kind of funny way of presenting everything 
And I almost felt like he was saying, now you fill in the blanks. So I, I did in my mind, I threw out the things that I thought weren't relevant to what I think is going on with at least one point that he made. And that's what I did. So, yeah. And and I don't want to blow too much smoke here, but I do appreciate that approach of not speaking down to your audience and insulting their intelligence. I appreciate that style of letting people draw their own conclusions and leading them to it instead of what we no, see I, a lot of in, in media right now. It's, it stands in stark contrast to the beat over the head. Here is what you should believe. Here is what conclusion you should draw. I know that you appreciate that technique. <laughs> <laughs> you do that so often. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, just tell me what the fuck you want. <laughs> it is uh it is one of the things you will appreciate about about being friends with bart and one of the things you will be annoyed about being friends with bart so in some sense you just you appreciate it and and just sometimes you just want to like not think (laughs) (laughs) just tell me because i don't feel like figuring it out (laughs) <laughs> I acknowledge that I can be infinitely frustrating. <laughs> Good friend of mine, this Bart guy. So I'm allowed to say that. None of you other fools are. <laughs> Unless you're subscribed to our top tier. Well, yeah, if you're in the chat, you obviously can say whatever the fuck you want. And now everybody's just shitting on Bart. So, oh well. They know I feel the same way about them. So... I, uh, again, I I really enjoyed the show, and here we are blowing smoke. Uh, um, but I would like to see, I'd like to see something a little, like I I'd like to do it again, but I'd like to try to up it a little, up the game or whatever. Because bring it to what the next I, level. What I didn't see was. And it's nothing to do with the venue or the show or anything. It's us libertarians, right? We have friends that aren't libertarians. And if we don't, we're really sad, lonely people. So can we find a way to bring our friends to a show like this and the humor and the camaraderie and kind of, you know, your, your friends that might be on the fence or something, just that friendship and that brotherhood and just, all that excitement could could turn people could spark something so i'd like to see people bring more people to these things that aren't just full-fledged libertarians and i know that's kind of contradictory to what i was saying earlier where i was like hey you need to go to a place where everybody kind of agrees with you every once in a while but when you're talking about comedy and funny and stuff like that, like that's, that's a very strong tool for winning over the hearts and minds of people. So, well, I think there's different kinds of healthy social interaction. Like to your earlier point, it's good to be around people who can understand your point of view Mm -hmm. and that you can 
engage with and who can help build you up and help mm-hmm. undo some of the just natural gaslighting that takes place when you do Life. find find yourself going down any sort of niche way of thinking but i think there are also ways that you can interact with people that are still healthy but are not completely aligned with you and i'll say that was true of this event even because there were a handful of folks who recommended some podcasts to me that i listened to and just found to be terrible but the important thing is that it's but if you're listening faith. but if you're listening it wasn't your podcast that you no the one you recommended to me was great it was the other guy <laughs> right yeah but it was still in good faith uh-huh. it was still about well you didn't ask what if they you didn't ask what you would like as a podcast you asked what they liked and they told you and then you chose to try to listen to it. So if you didn't like it, that's on you. You shouldn't. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that's good because yeah. I I should be exposed to things that I don't agree with. I will admit that what like I listen carnival. to was <laughs> never again. <laughs> Bart played cornhole for the first time uh, this past weekend, and uh, he finally found something he wasn't good at for the first time in his life, <laughs> and it's just eating him up. He just can't stand it. You would have thought he would have just doubled down and you know practiced to be the best cornhole player ever, since he has a whole league right there near his front door. But instead, the first time Bart's ever, ever in his whole life met adversity, he backed down. He just backed down. It's the only thing he's ever been bad at. I've turned over a new leaf. I'm a quitter now. (laughs) He's just, he shits gold nuggets, man, this guy. Never had anything hard happen in his life. It's been easy street, dude, just coasting. little background on Bart the when we met I was talking about how I get pulled over constantly and searched and harassed by the police in a certain town and he was like and this no offense Bart but this nerd that I, standing next to me was like me too and I was like what why get to know this nerd and He's awesome, right? So we the first time we get in a car, just the two of us, and go driving anywhere, the first, I mean, we didn't make it not even five minutes down the road, and we get pulled over <laughs> because we look like suspects or whatever and then harassed by the police. So uh, so he's he's been through it too. I'm just saying... Uh, Whereas uh, I wouldn't have thought it by looking at him when I first met him that he was having cop problems like I was having. (laughs) Cop problems. Yeah. The name of my first novel. (laughs) We both were exposed to like 
serious police abuse at a young age. So I guess we were bound to be buddies. Yeah, and it it's it's more than just trauma bonding. It is, is it? Or is that all that holds us together? I think you could make a case for that if if we only talked about cops or if this was uh <laughs> if the name of this podcast was cop problems cop problems yeah and we just uh, talked about getting pulled over all the time yeah. and the more cynical listeners out there could expand this and say that that's why we both have such a strong position against the state and i wouldn't completely disagree with that i'm sure I mean, it helped it, informed my understanding of how things could be so corrupted if it is, then I must thank that for happening. <laughs> you woke me up, you know? I mean, if it looks like corruption and quacks like corruption. Corruption. I was trying to make like a pun on those two words, but I couldn't get it to go together. Quack and corruption. The quack epidemic. It's a trap. There's no con-